Hey friends, welcome to The Jill Monaco Show. I'm your host, Jill, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm a speaker, author, and life coach. Some weeks I share what God is teaching me, and other times I invite a friend to join me on the podcast and we chat about what it means to love God, love ourselves, and love others. Here we go. Welcome back to The Jill Monica Show. Do you know what season it is? Now, I don't mean the weather, although winter can describe how a lot of people feel in life. Frozen, stuck inside, hibernating, lack of sunshine. But it can also be a season for fun if you like certain snow sports or buckling down for a bit and preparing for what new growth will come in the spring. Well, knowing your season is important because it's then that we can joyfully submit and partner with God in it and not fight against him. Because, you know, winter is going to happen whether we've prepared for it or not or like it or not. I don't know about you, but I've missed the beauty of a season because I didn't stop to evaluate where I was and where I wanted to go. I didn't stop to appreciate the beauty of where I was because I just kept hoping for where I wanted to be. Are you feeling like you're in an uncertain season? Maybe one where you don't feel particularly close to God or feel spiritually dry like winter skin. Well, my guest on my podcast today is going to be like that vitamin D you need, the trip to the Caribbean you dream of, the refreshing breeze that is speaking rest over your weary soul. Rachel Swanson is a best-selling and multiple award-winning author, speaker, podcaster, and life coach. Her newest book, Refine and Restore, Revive Your Heart, Release Your Purpose, is out now. I've read it and it's powerful. You may be familiar with Rachel because of her best-selling and award-winning book, Big and Little Coloring Devotional. It was birthed by her own struggle to keep it together as a busy mama of three kids under two years old. She gets it, y'all. She's been in that winter season and crying out for God to refine and restore her heart. When someone has walked through it, you need to lean in and learn. One of the things I love about Rachel is that she has a deep-rooted passion to help women refine the lies holding them back and restore their hearts back to God's truth. She has a way of delivering what you need to hear in the most loving way. It's like she shows up on your doorstep on a cold winter's day with hot chocolate and wisdom. You know you're not alone and have a friend who loves you. That's Rachel. And a few people get to be blessed by her every day. She's married to her husband, Jeff, and has a tribe of wannabe triplets. Okay, friends, get in a cozy spot and prepare to be refreshed and restored with Rachel Swanson. Rachel, hey, welcome to the Jill Monaco podcast. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. I am glad to have you here. You know, I don't know how I learned about you in the beginning, but I've been on your email list. (laughs) Isn't that that how it happens sometimes? Yes. (laughs) So um, I've been following you for a while, and I'm so glad that you're here. I joined the early release of your book launch and took one your 
um, video course. And so I am so excited for people to really get to know um, your heart because I think this book is powerful and it's needed. So um, that being said, everyone else listening may not, you know, may or may not know you. So um, can you just share with everyone just a little bit about who you are and what you do and how good you are at cleaning teeth? <laughs> I used to be good, right? I used okay. to be good at that. Well, yeah. So that's that's originally. Um, if we're looking looking at career, uh, I was a dental hygienist for seven years mm-hmm. and um, did that, you know, full time. But and then I also went part time when my babies were born. And and then shortly after that, that's when I felt like God was starting to stir in my heart this desire to write and um, speak and and possibly pursue some coaching. And so over the last five years, really. God has brought me on a different path, um, career path to being an author and speaking at various places around the nation and, and then I'm um, doing some online coaching as well for aspiring authors, really. That's like kind of my niche of yeah. helping people with book proposals and query letters. And so, yeah. And then I'm, I'm married. I've been married for 13 years. I can't believe it. 13 years now to my husband and we have three kids and, um, my twins are identical twins. They're seven. Um, and my daughter is almost six. So I just kind of smashed them in and <laughs> call them my wannabe triplets. So <laughs> I they can sometimes feel that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, and then we did a really recent move. Um, we used to live in California all our life. And then we just recently moved to Idaho last year. So it's been kind of an adjustment time, but it's been really good for us and our family. So we've been enjoying it. Oh, that's so awesome. I know that um, the wannabe triplets cracked me up because you had the <laughs> twins and then like 18 months later, you're getting ready to have your th- your third baby, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, 19 months later, she showed up. So I was like, ah. Um, <laughs> so I literally had three babies in diapers. I mean, the boys were late walkers too. So they oh, were no. just barely walking. <laughs> and so I was just like, here I am with an infant and then I have like two other babies basically like in diapers walking around. I'm like, okay, what did I just do to myself? So right. Yeah. For the first couple of years, it was really hard. And um, I'm thankful for a lot of um, just really just friends, some friends that helped. And really is my husband mainly. He was the one who really is hands-on with the kids. And I'm just thankful he's a hands-on type of guy. So he helped me out a ton. And now they're at a good age. Like they're at an age where it's, it's gotten to be like, so much more fun. I hate to say mm-hmm. it, but I'm just not one of those baby moms. I love the little kid stage. Like this yeah. has been really fun for me to cultivate and steward their hearts. And they're actually just like fun little people to be around now. So <laughs> I love it. That's, you know, I can't imagine anyone's like, yay, three kids in diapers. That sounds like so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> no. Yeah. That was, that's why I think I have post-traumatic stress from it. So. <laughs> it's sure? like a thing. Um, my mom had what they called Irish twins. So I'm the oldest oh, of four, yes. but all four of us oh, were man. born in five years. My, oh, my poor mom. So hard. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And you know what? I'm even thinking like, man, that, I think that would almost be harder because even though twins was hard, don't get me wrong, but it is like you just basically double the time of everything that you do and double everything. Yeah. And and in some ways it can kind of be easier just because you're always doing double. Whereas I think it was kind of hard because then I'd have to go back to Aria. She's, you know, smaller baby. And then I still have the boys, which are not quite baby, you know, but they're like growing. And they were at these different stages, which made it kind of hard, you know, but yeah, I don't know. 
Well, I find it so interesting, just people's backgrounds. The reason I I love the listeners to kind of know where you've come from is because it's so easy to look at you as a successful coach and speaker and Mm -hmm. author and all those things and not realize that your life hasn't always been like this, right? Yeah. Well, and I have to say, like, it's it's not, um, I don't do this alone. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of things I've either invested money into for people to help me. I have like a web guy that helps me. I have an assistant now that helps me. I've had nannies in the past that have helped me like with the kids. Yeah. And so it's been a lot of leaning on other people and investing into paying for, you know, a house cleaner and paying for some yeah. of these things to enable me to do some of the things that I do feel I've been called to do as both a mom and a kind of leader and author. So um, being able to do both is not easy, like being the mom and the, you know, person that has a career type of thing or is kind of influencing or ministering and stewarding this kind of gift and role. But, um, but I also just, I feel like if I didn't do it, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I've actually tried, I've tried to put it down mm-hmm. and God just keeps saying, pick it back up. I see you. And trust me, you know, just, just make sure you have help along the way. So I've been, you know, just hiring help or finding, figuring out like, where's my balance. And so, um, pulling back in a lot of things if I need to, which I just recently have decided to pull back on many things that I just don't feel like is where my time needs to be. I just don't have that time. And so, yeah, it's just constantly reassessing myself. And so I'm not super mom. I just, you just have to be really, um, if you need to, you know, figure things out. You have to be dedicated to figuring it out and paying for help and just getting um, clear on where your time goes. Yeah, for sure. I um, I don't have kids and I'm single and I still have to do that. Like I still yeah, have to make exactly. my priorities and say, all right, God, this is where you want me to put my time and energy. Um, yeah. Because even though I don't have, you know, a husband and kids. I have nieces and nephews and family, you know, so I have yeah. to fit them in my life. And so I think a lot of people who are even listening to this um, can understand being in a busy season. I feel like everyone yeah. has their own busy. It just looks different. But it's so encouraging to know that what you see on Instagram and Facebook in public is the the that's accomplished by many people. It's not just the person yes. you face you see. Yeah, exactly. You know, in um, speaking of your your book, um, you have a well at the time of recording this podcast, uh, your recent book just came out. Yes. And it's Refine and Restore. Tell us why you wanted to write this book. Oh, you know, it's funny. I think I, I had a whole different book that I was pitching and planning on writing. And then <laughs> God said, no, that's not the one. And he um, continued to push me in this direction for this book. And really, really refine and restore is a topic and just kind of a saying or message that God gave me years ago when I first decided to create a blog. I actually took um, some months before that to pray and ask God, okay, what do you want me to name this blog? Because at the time, I just mm-hmm. didn't feel like calling it my name, you know, I just wanted yeah. something else and something that kind of encompassed its, um, whatever it is that God wanted me to share. And over time, I just it finally just kind of came to me and it felt like refine and restore was it. And, and really it's about refining away the lies or, or seeing how our life goes through a refining process with God and then restoring ourselves back to the truth of who God is and 
and what he wants us to learn from him. So um, this refine and restore process, I just started sharing it through just like everyday life things from motherhood to, you know, struggles with friends to whatever. And um, I just started, you know, kind of getting traction. And so I've really been talking about this topic for years. And finally, I started dabbling with like a, you know, an idea for a book. And I thought, oh, well, this, this does kind of encompass it. And so as I started digging into it more, I started thinking through the process. And it really is a process of um, not just refine and restore, but reviving your heart first, um, which ultimately refines and restores you. You go to the refine and restore process, and then you ultimately get released for his purpose. So you understand your purpose and, and your gifts and your callings in life. And so that's just yeah. kind of the journey that God brought me on. It's really just a journey and a lot of stories of my own personal stories of how God's um, been working in my life. And then, um, yeah, now the result of it is a, is a book, which I'm so, I really am proud of it. I'm proud of this book. It was a hard book to write in many ways and really easy in some ways, you know, it was just, yeah. it was really just an overflow of everything I've been sharing and over the last couple of years, except it's even deeper, you know, like deeper and unveiling some of the things that maybe I haven't really shared, you know, online before. But if you want to get deeper in both your understanding of who I am, my story, as well as finding God in your own story, that's, that's this kind of book. Yeah. Well, let, you know, one of the things I want them to understand is that you weren't always a Christian, like you weren't raised in a Christian home. Right. Yeah, no, I've, I had a different faith I was raised to believe in. And, um, it's uh, the LDS faith, and uh, I walked away from that uh, when I was in high school and just kind of um, started living my own life, and so I think I would call myself agnostic for probably those four years of kind of rebellion, mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I get went to college, I, um, yeah, it wasn't until the end of freshman year that that's when I started to assess my life and see what I was doing. And felt like, you know, there's got to be more to life than this. Like, there's got to be more than the partying, than the social atmosphere, than money, than careers, and all this kind of stuff. And so I decided, you know, I don't really know what the truth is, though. You know, I I never really discovered it or dug into it myself. And so that took me on a process of just self-discovery as well as just discovering who God really is. And um yeah, as I just began to research and study and dig into it, um, I just fell in love with some of the things that the Bible was saying and started to understand God differently. Like, oh, God's not um, disappointed in me. He he doesn't, you know, reject me. And some of these things that I started to come to realize that I had believed about myself were not really true, as well as what I believed about God were not really true. And so as I started to read the Bible, things just came alive to me in a whole different way. And things just started to click when it came to having a personal relationship with Jesus. And so, yeah. And then that's, that's kind of how I came to faith. And that was probably, gosh, I I think that was definitely over 15 years ago. It's probably closer to 20 years ago now. (laughs) Yeah. And while you were in college, I think in the book, you mentioned that you met, you weren't really sure about something. So you found a girl and you asked her, like, do I have to do all of these things? Because in the Mormon faith, there's things you have to do to get to heaven. And she helped you to start understanding it's not about what you do, but who you are in relationship with Jesus, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there were a lot of things that, um, once I started to read the Bible for what it really said, Mm -hmm. uh, I became confused because it would, 
talk about, you know, grace and not having a works-based um, theology in a sense of you have to do certain things to, I don't know, I guess, get God's favor or enter God's kingdom someday. And so, mm-hmm. whereas for the Mormon faith, at least this is what I was always taught. I mean, I, I honestly, like, it could be that they changed it by now again. I don't know, because that's the thing with their faith is they're always changing. Um, okay their theology. And so based on who the prophets come into play or who um, comes into leadership, then they're able to change a lot of things. And so it always is going through some changes, which, you know, again, when I go back to the word of God, it says, you know, it's, it's unchanging. And I believe that the word of God is in without error. And I don't think God needs to add to or delete out of the Bible. And so um, for me, like there was just a lot of things that I started wrestling with because it would say one thing in the Bible. And then when I came and tried to apply it to this other faith I was raised to believe in, it just wasn't adding up. Like it wasn't connecting. So I just became a lot more um, studious about it. And again, just was starting to see so many different um, kind of major errors, you know, like there's certain things, even within Christians, like within Christian circles, we have maybe a different belief in something, you know, like it's it's a layer of theology that may be a little different. Let's just say even like in Revelation, like Revelation could be really interesting. <laughs> and right. so um as far as like the book of Revelation and um of like post trip, you know, pre trip, all these different things. And mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like does that really matter? I mean, no. <laughs> this is not like a major uh belief that is going to change your destiny of whether or not you're a Christian or not. And so right. that's the difference is like trying to see which layer is, of this is it about God. And the one thing that I just start to notice and start to understand, even through um, just talking to other pastors and things is, you know, God's not trying to make it hard to figure this faith stuff out. And he tends to repeat or give light to um, things that are really important and repeat those things over and over in scripture. And so while there might be certain things in scripture that are a little obscure and it's hard for us to understand, um, those then probably aren't very as important, right? As the ones that are continually repeated in scripture, which is about God's love, about his redemption, about being saved. And so those things seem very, very clear, whereas there might be a few other things that are just a little weird um, or just off or we don't really understand. We do our best to understand, but we may not have the clear picture on. And so where I started to see it is that, um, you know, just becoming a believer is, um, it's about a personal relationship with God and that's it. You know, if you have that personal relationship, if you believe that he, that Jesus came to save you from basically yourself, um, Mm -hmm. and you feel like there, there is a need for somebody to help you through this life that, you can't do this on your own, like save you from the sin that you get live in and the issues that come your way. It's like, that's, that's what Jesus is for. You know, he's, he's the reason that we are always looking and searching for something. Right. Yeah. And so that's what it was. I mean, I was always searching for something my whole life. It was, and I thought I found that through relationships, through alcohol, through, you know, status and titles and all those left me empty. And so the final thing was like, Oh, it's not about any of that. You know, it's about a relationship with Jesus and Jesus fills that. And it's really hard to describe, but like there's that peace and that intimacy that starts to fill your heart in ways once you become a believer that um, it's just really amazing, yeah. you know, and that's that's something it's hard to describe. Yeah. And I, I love in your book how you tell the story, um, even to the point of the day you were asking God, is this book of this other faith true? 
or is the Bible and Jesus true? And you had yeah. a, a pretty vivid experience, and um, I would love it. I think my audience would really love to hear, like, what happened in that moment for you. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it was at this place where I felt like I was just kind of on the fence of faith, right? Like, I needed to decide, but I was so scared. Like, I could no longer just ignore what I understood and what I what I knew about God. And it was either deciding to pursue the LDS faith, or was deciding to pursue a personal relationship with God, um, which I, I consider it more like that, or the Christian faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it came to a place where I, I came home from a retreat, and for hours I knelt and just prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and, prayed and mm-hmm. just kept praying for clarity and an answer. And, um, you know, I got really clear at one point of just like, God, you know, is, you know, the LDS or is the Mormon faith? true is this real and um you know the room got cold um instantly i felt chills all over my body i felt this weight on top of me and i sensed this no in my head and it just was felt really crazy to me i was like what was that you know like you know it wasn't something that is normal that you experienced and so yeah. with the courage i could i just said okay is a personal relationship with you is, is the Bible and everything that I'm seeing and reading in here, is this true? Instantly the room felt warm, the weight lifted, and there's just this peace that settled so deeply in my heart, you know, and my eyes were closed and it felt like there was just this bright glow in the room. And I, I just can't even describe it. It was just amazing. It was this incredibly warm feeling. I heard this resounding. Yes. Yes. Mm. And that just made it like I absolutely knew after that. I was like, okay, that's it. And I always had shied away from sharing the story because I get it. Like, first of all, it's it's a personal testimony story. Like there's nobody else around. It's not like right. it can be confirmed by multiple different people. Right. It's supernatural, which is always a little awkward, right? Like people are like, woo, like it's a little woo-woo, you know, yeah. but it's like it's real, you know? Yeah. And I'm but, in, I'm and into the other thing. I like woo woo, by the way. So I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some people totally believe in it, and other people are like, that this is really weird. But if, you know, the thing that I keep coming back to is like, if you believe in God, that means you believe in a supernatural being, which means can't you believe that he still does and has done supernatural things? Mm-hmm. And he could still do them in your life. And while not everybody gets to experience something like this, and I've always wrestled with that too of like, God, why don't you show up for everybody in this way? You know, mm. and I don't really have good answer for that, except for the fact that, you know, for some, he's just, he wants your faith in just reading his word and knowing that he's, he's real and others, he might come in a different way and be more tangible presence or do some sort of miracle in your life. And, but to deny the fact that he's real is still, um, you know, I, I just, I can't see it. Like there's been so many amazing moments of people and stories that attest to the truth of who God is. Yeah. That, you know, I feel like mine is just one in, in a million, you know, millions and millions right. <laughs> that are out there. Um, and but they do need to be shared. And so, you know, for me, I, I also just needed this, I think, because he knew I was gonna go through a whole lot of challenges for the next several years with this newfound faith. And it's right. always been able to be something that I come back to and hold on to when I feel like my faith is starting to get on unsteady ground. And so yeah. I've always been able to go back and revert back to that of like, no. Like, okay, I remember this. I remember that moment. 
I have had a lot of other pretty incredible experiences with God as well um, that I just can't deny. You know, he yeah. is real. He is moving. Holy Spirit is real and active. And he just wants our hearts and obedience to him. Yeah. So, yeah. So I share it because it's like, you know, if I, I, I hope and pray maybe you will be able to have that personal experience with God and he'll do something incredibly amazing and astounding in your life. But if not, maybe you can borrow mine, you know, until, <laughs> yeah. until that happens or until you get to see him again someday. Yeah. You know, I think there are people who are listening and I know people listen all over the world to this podcast and have different experiences with Jesus. And one of the things I agree with you is God shows up in the way that we need him and the way that we're going to need him. And, and so I find, but if we just pray, God, I want more of you, I'm still praying to see certain things in my life or, you know, supernatural things because I want the fullness of who he is. Um, So I can relate to that in, I wasn't saved in a moment in an encounter with Jesus, but I was a child and I was praying and I don't think I've ever shared this story um, on a podcast mm. before, but um, I was raised Catholic, and so I went to bed and I was praying, and um, I opened my eyes, and I was at a I was at a slumber party with a friend. I opened my eyes, and at the edge of her bed was Jesus, mm. and I can still see it to this day. He had a robe on with a tie around, sash around his waist, and long hair, and it was a man. I saw him. And my only response was to get up and walk over to him. And I knelt down and put my head on his lap. Like, Mm. that's all I knew to do. And a few seconds later, I hear, what are you doing? And I look up and it's my friend's mom who had come in the room. Mm. But it was Jesus. Like, I saw Mm. him. And I believe, even though I didn't get saved that day, a year later, um, I was molested by a priest. And I always, like, I'll just tear up thinking about it. All f- for the next 10, 15 years that I struggled with purity and with feeling like I had to obey authority no matter what. And all the things that were a result of that abuse um, mm-hmm. that I, my little brain didn't understand, I would always go back to that moment where Jesus showed up in my room. And yeah. and always remember who he is and that he was there for me. And so I feel like, you know, you said you had this experience before some hard stuff was coming. And, and so for those people yeah. that want an incredible supernatural experience with God, I want that for you. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's because we're going to need him and we're going to need to remember you know, in hard times. Um, but thank you for sharing and being vulnerable in your book and sharing that. Um, I think well, that's- thank you for sharing yours your vulnerability there just now as well. So sorry that happened, but so cool that God showed up for you when you were before that. So it's something you could continue to hold on to and remember that God is loving and he's your father and he wants what's best for you. And, you know, he's so good. Forget about you. He's yeah. so good. And I, I love testimony stories. And I know we spent a little bit more time on this than I thought we would in the podcast. But for anyone listening that needs to know who Jesus is, and I'm just going to say this for Rachel and I, you can email us. And we would yeah. love to share who Jesus is if you need um, to just pray or what you know whatever. I've never done this on the podcast Absolutely. before, so I'm awkward. I don't Absolutely. know how to do it. But um, he is good. He is the reason that we can 
you know, even do this podcast. Um, yeah. So in your yeah. book, um, there's really no seg- good segue from that because he's the highlight of the <laughs> podcast, right? So Jesus, help it's us. fine. We're just going to go right on in. <laughs> um, so in your book, you talk about a time and you open it with the story of you were, you'd been saved for a while and you're pregnant with your third child and uh, your second pregnancy, third child, and you're tired yeah. and your husband sends you away yeah. on a retreat. And I think so many people can appreciate being dry and tired. Will you share what God taught you about him really reviving your heart? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, over, you know, years would go by after that moment and um, just stagnancy and complacency in my faith, I just have to be honest, just kind of came into my life and you know, I was still going to church and I was still doing all the, you know, quote unquote, right things to mm-hmm. um, be in relationship with God, I think. And and yet not, you know, like I would, I would right. try to read the Bible and I wouldn't really that well. And, you know, every once in every three months and I'd pick it up again and put it down and I tried to pray and it just wasn't, didn't feel natural. I didn't pray often. And, you know, I still went to church, but I never applied it to my life. And just, again, just felt like a really hollow and dark place in my life again, where I started to question like, is this really all there is to life? Like with, mm-hmm. as a believer, you know, like I thought this is supposed to be incredible and amazing. Cause even the first <laughs> couple of years after our relationship with God, when I was saved, it, it was, mm-hmm. it was just incredible and amazing. And I felt God in my life and saw the acts of the Holy spirit moving in my life and all these different things. And then I was like, wait, 10 years go by or 11 years go by. I'm like, what happened? What happened to that? Yeah. So yeah, my husband seeing the state of my heart <laughs> and knowing that I needed um, some help, he signed me up for this retreat. And um, of course, I put all the excuses up there, like, "Oh my gosh, I can't go! Like, I'm <laughs> pregnant, and it's kind of complicated, and I have babies at home. Like, my twins were just barely toddling, like I said, and yeah. diapers. And I was like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to watch them? And so, um, which I, not that I didn't believe in his ability. Trust me, he can do a lot of amazing things. <laughs> so yeah. I actually did trust him, but. So it's still just hard, you know, and, but I went and, um, it was a start to where God revived my heart. And mm. really it was just this time of quiet and, um, just forced to be quiet and connect with God. And of course I'm looking at all these other ladies sprinkled around the, you know, grounds and stuff, and they're all getting quiet with God and they look like they're just, oh, just loving it and having a great time with Jesus. And I'm sitting here and I'm just fuming because I'm just like, I don't want to talk to you guys. Like, I'm mad mm-hmm. at you. I, I don't care about this right now. Like, you know? And so then I just started getting really real and honest and just sharing everything and, and sharing it and just tears streaming by my, by my face with just frustration tears, you know, and just kind of angry and just sharing with him about how, you know, I felt like he left me and gave up on me and all these different things and all these things that I felt like why I shouldn't be loved by him anymore. And after I just got it all out, you know, I thought for sure, I was like, okay, see God, I, I, I thought for sure I pushed him away. It was like, see, he's not going to want to talk to me again. Mm. And suddenly I just felt this warm embrace. It was almost like he was holding me and coming around me in this like warm presence of peace that came and fell with me. And, and then obviously the gong, you know, the, the bell just signaled and I just was like, you know, so that felt like hours, but it's just, I'm sure it was just a few minutes. And you know, I, I opened my eyes and I thought, what was that, you know? Mm. And so just as tender, and I, I just almost sensed that God say, you know, I've never given up on you. Um, but you, you pushed me away, even though you didn't think that you did. And so for me, that, that started the process of starting to really see, okay, what, 
what am I doing? You know, am I really living my life for him? Am I really engaging in the things that I know will feed my heart? You yeah. know, I'm engaging in reading the Bible because yeah, although it feels like a duty, like that's what, like if, if you were a car, right, you go to the gas station to fill up your car with gas to be able to get to one place to another. You, you don't just keep going and going and just going empty and then you're sitting there, then you're no longer useful. Right. Well, in the same way, God gives us spiritual gas through his word, through praying with him, through obeying the things that he asks us to do. And that gives us that energy to keep going and creates this um, spiritual awakening or aliveness in our hearts and minds. Yeah. And so that was just the beginning of just, um, yeah, just getting to this place of like, okay, God, you haven't given up on me. <laughs> yeah. And we can restart this afresh and new. And you're going to help me figure this out. You're going to help me get back to a place where not only am I feeling alive with you, but I'm able to do some incredible things in and through you, you know, that directs me and, and my life. And so for the next several years after that, it was a process. I'll, I'll be honest. It wasn't just like overnight, mm. but God continued to either bring people in my path. Like I had an incredibly wise counselor. I just have to say, she's the one that I, I dedicated my book to refine mm. and restore. And mm. she hands down was the one who helped refine and restore my heart and soul after that, that I happened again, I met at this retreat. Oh, and wow. so again, like such a God thing, right? Like he yeah. knew that's where I was going to meet my spiritual and, you know, wise mentor who um, both on a clinical level and just spiritually as well, because she is just incredible. And so she helped me during that time to really remove the lies that I was believing about myself and about God and take action on things in my life that I knew would be um, to help me grow, you know? Yeah. And now it's like, I'm living, I'm living that out. Like I'm living out the product of that hard work, that refining, you know, restoring my heart and mind back to the truth and and now just continuing to step in into that every every day as much as I can. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of what happened. And you talk about again, like there's five issues in the book that you talk about that we often turn a blind eye to, which affects our yeah. relationship with God and contentment in our life. And um and that's really in the section called refine. And so I'm assuming that's the the process that you talk about. Um, can you just mention um, what those five things are that you think people really can relate to? Yeah, yeah. So the first one is um, issues of friendship. So specifically, um, I, I titled that one Friends Without Benefits. You know, so it's mm -hmm. really friendships that are pulling you down. It's friendships that are um, ones that are pulling you down so much that you don't feel like you have any influence over them and you don't feel strong enough to be able to keep positively influencing the group. Like maybe their gossiping is too much, or maybe they're just always negative, And so you come back home negative. And so although God, well, I guess I could go into it briefly, but although God um, asks us to be friends with even people that are tough, but at the same time, his word also attests to the fact of like, don't get ensnared in, in friendships right. that are taking you out. And so just being mindful of, okay, is this a friendship that I need to just let go of? Because Perhaps this friendship, the, the reason why you need to let go of it is so that you can draw yourself even closer and more intimately with God. Because right. if this person is continuing to keep you more away from God and continue to make you feel, you know, bad or, or just negative about yourself, then that's keeping you from the deeper relationship with God that you're meant to have. And so that's one, mm -hmm. you know, the next one is about money. And so um, the love of money, really, and 
just how much we are just a consumerism culture and how we need to get honest with ourselves of if we are really struggling with this and um, assess ourselves like honestly of like, okay, do I, am I being wise with my finances? Is the only gain I'm looking for in life is it to be wealthy? Is, um, am I actually being generous with my money and things like that, that we just need to assess. Um, the next one is body image, which I don't even need to go into detail with that one. I think everybody knows about that one, but that's pretty much a a struggle with, it's amazing just how many women struggle with this, but, um, Yeah. yeah, so that's a struggle and something that we need to refine away from our thinking. And, uh, and sometimes it won't, it won't go away. Like I wish there was a delete button for like negative thinking about myself. Trust me. But sometimes we can, if we can't do that, then we can redirect those thoughts. You don't have to sit there dwelling on those things. Like we need to redirect those negative thoughts and put them back to the truth or affirming ourselves of the truth of, no, I am beautiful. And, you know, just seeing things in the way that God would see us. Right. And then the love and lust, that's a pretty sensitive one. Um, But, you know, for me and what I was kind of talking about is just not um, engaging in, you know, these types of subtle things that can lead to even deeper sins, right? right? Like, so flirt- flirting and um, going out with coffee for, with a guy that even if you're, if you're married or whatever, or um, starting to engage in um, premarital sex before you're married, you know, those are all things that God has clearly stated that, you know, although this beautiful gift of sex can be used for good, it can be used for evil in our life too and cause great yeah. destruction if we don't play by the rules. Right. Right. And then the final thing, the final um, subtle area is anxiety, really, um, and depression, but anxiety for the most part. And so for me, this is going to be, I feel like that continual thorn in my flesh, like God has worked in my heart and my life so much. And I share so many things of ways that I've been able to overcome this battle. And really the first one is just understanding what it is. Yeah. And so understanding that, you know, your anxiety or the stress in your life is coming from like a fear issue. And then I work through those different fears and um, help kind of show and give light to the possible issue that you're running with and revert back to the truth of what God says. Um, but again, you know, sometimes it requires medication, counseling, um, uh, just, you know, other therapies to daily overcome the struggle, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, but but still just turning a blind eye to it, that can prevent you from able to overcome or at least get in a place where you're healthy in your mind, body, and soul and uh, have a healthy relationship with God once again. So, yeah. And after, you know, these are five areas that are like, there's so many more, right? That keep us discontent in life and separates yeah. us from God. And, but these yeah. are five big ones. And, but what I love about how you structured this book is, although you touch on, here's the areas that God wants to refine us. Um, it's all because he wants deep relationship and connection with us, which is the next yeah. section. And you talk about restore. Yeah. Yeah. Restoring our relationships with God. So, yeah, that's that's the whole point is, um, you know, he wants our uh, devotion to him, not out of, you know, duty, but just out of love, really. Mm. Um, but sometimes doing those things comes first. And then the love comes through those, those acts of obedience with God. And so, uh, but yeah, restoring it back to the truth of who God really is. And so I go through there of, you know, God's not to get out of hell free card, you know, like it's not yeah. just about 
getting into heaven, which that is great. It's a beautiful gift and that is part of it. But there's so much that he wants us to establish and have with him in relationship here right now on earth. So I go through mm-hmm. a lot of these um, these questions that people have had or even the questions that I've wrestled with or the doubt, you know, about God. And so kind of work through those in that, that other, that next chapter and just point back to continued truths about who God really is. And really, once you start to understand God's character and who he really is, that's when you can really start to understand who you are in the right lens, like with the right perspective in mind. And so this completely changes you and it helps you get into which the next section, which, um, which I talk about is the release section. And so it kind of leads into that. And release is really about taking what you know about God and who you are and really fulfilling your purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So fulfilling your purpose, fulfilling the callings that God has given you and brought to your life. And, um, you know, we can't do those things well if we don't understand who God really is first yeah. and go through that refining process to um, be in a, in a better relationship with God. Right. Because otherwise we're not going to know when he's speaking or um, we're not going to be sensitive to the things around us that God's trying to help us. Um, you know, understand and, and learn and, and dig into or lean into and take that step of faith, really. So yeah, the release portion is really um, just encouraging women, like by this point, to take that step of faith. You know, you know yeah. God's been putting something on your heart for years and you haven't stepped out. Or, you know, that you're too, maybe for you, it's going to be different. Like maybe it's like you're working and you feel God say, I, I want you to stay home. Whereas then you're yeah. home and you're sensing God say, I want you to go back to work. And it's like, what? Yeah. And for each woman, it's going to be different. I just yeah. want to make mention of that because I feel like there's a lot of women, once you do have kids, um, you feel like you have to give up one or the other, or with the culture, you have to follow a certain way, but you just follow what God's told you to do. Amen. I mean, if God has created you to be a mom and a career running woman, great. If he's created you to be a stay-at-home mom and homeschooling mom, great. If he's called you to be single, great. Embrace that. You know, if he's called you to be a widow, God still has purpose for you. So it's looking at all these different seasons, all these different types of women. Because, gosh, if we were all the same, if we were all in the same boat, gosh, how boring would that be, first of all? And Mm -hmm. second, you know, um, there's so many other people that wouldn't be reached, right? Like, so if he's made all Christians all married and have two kids and what about all the ones that are single and widowed or, you know, they're, they're struggling with something that, um, that nobody they feel like can relate to. Well, God allows certain things, you know, you to have a certain various gifts and talents as well as, as experiences to be able to then reach the type of people he wants you to reach. So. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. And, you know, one of the things that I, I really liked was you have a compliment to this book, which is this online video course. And yeah. I, I got it as part as the as part of buying the book um before the release. But you still people can still sign up for that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I still have the video course. It's for a small purchase price. Yeah. Um, but it is it's great. It can still be separate. Like you don't have to have had read the book to go through it. Right. Um, it's just, it's complimentary though, if you want that. Um, so it is like something that can still stand alone, but it has to do with more of the practical tools and the practical part of, okay, how do I actually really just, just, um, grow in my faith. And so it's giving you some spiritual exercises and disciplines 
to work on. And yeah, the the, the sessions are super short because God knows we're all super busy, right? right. We were just talking about that in the beginning. Right. And um, so I make them like 10 minutes or less, like get in and get out, you know, and yeah. um, and then I have like a workbook to kind of follow along with and you take notes and some questions and stuff that I ask in there that you can yeah. download for, for it as well. So yeah, it's just this additional tools that I, um, some additional tools I saw that that are really helpful that I've worked with with my own clients since I am a life coach. I'm a certified life coach. Um, that again, just go hand in hand with this topic of revive, refine, restore, and release. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, as a- and I've gotten a lot of great feedback from people that are like, oh, "This just is so great." Because some of those that are just like, "I'm so glad you provided this," because sometimes you know theory is, is great, but I like to have the practical part yeah. too, you know? Yeah, like, so how do I actually kind of do it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this is like the actual how to the what. <laughs> right. Well, and as a life coach, from life coach to life coach, I think yeah. no one appreciates tools as much as life coaches. Like, we just really, right. really love them. And we want you to love them as much as we love making these tools. <laughs> yeah. Um, but well, they really they do. work. They do. Yeah. If they don't work, then I you know, why would we even be right. passionate about it or do what we're doing? Right. And so that's the thing. It's like, I'm not going to put out something that doesn't work. And I've actually been working with this, you know, with people through this um, for years and seeing the results and seeing how much it's helped them. So, and it's yeah. like, they're not hard. Like, that's the funny thing. I think people think it has to be this, I don't know, amazing new discovery. But to be honest, it's all stuff we're probably already going to understand and know about. It's just the discipline of getting it done yeah. and discipline of, of creating that time into your day. Like it doesn't even have to be a much. It's, it's finding just how, how you can make it fit for your life. Really. Yeah. Well, I found it super easy to go through. I did like one a night and it was kind of like my nighttime cool. wind down routine, watch the 10 minute video, follow some of the prompts that she gives you to connect with God and talk and pray with God. And um, and so what is the link to that if people want to find it? Right. It is. Um, well, if you go to rachelcswanson.com slash refine dash restore dash course. I'm sorry. It makes it all super long. That's okay. um, I should find it. I should get a better, <laughs> a better I, link for that. Or you can just yeah. go to rachelcswanson.com and you should be able to access it there. Good. I'm going to be having a um, shop and courses link there by the time this um, podcast is launched. <laughs> Good. Episode, so. Well, and I'll also <laughs> leave the link for that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this and you want to yeah. go through the course, like Rachel said, it complements the book, but you don't need to have the book. I went through it before the book actually got to my door. So I still benefited from it. And she also has yeah. some uh, journals that go along with the whole process of revive, refine, restore, release um, that you can get on Amazon as well. So I'll link all of that there um, so that you can just continue to grow in your faith. Um, Rachel, I have so enjoyed this conversation today. And I just, me too. I feel like people are going to be so encouraged to experience a deeper and more fulfilling relationship with God because of what you've put out in the world. Thank you so much, Jill. I've really enjoyed discussing all this with you. And I'm so excited to hear that God is working in your heart too through this book. So happy. He is. Well, um, I just want to double check and let's make sure that I have your website right so people can find you. It's rachelcswanson.com, right? 
great. Right. And you can also find her on Instagram and Facebook as well. I'll leave all those links uh, in the show notes. Rachel, again, thanks so much for meeting with me today, my friend. I'm so glad to get to know you better. Of course. Anytime. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today with Rachel. And if you did, there's a couple things I would love for you to do. First, if you could subscribe to the show, that way the most recent episode will always be in your feed and ready when you are. And second, if the ministry has impacted you, I would love for you to help me to continue to reach others. The best way to do that, honestly, is if you leave a review, click on some stars, um, give me some likes in that way. And that way it's organically found by other people who are actually searching for this kind of content. And as a reminder, if you're looking for the next thing that God has for you, or you need a breakthrough in your career, your relationship or walk with God, and you're ready to go after it, then I would encourage encourage you to invest in yourself and get one of my courses or Rachel's courses. You can reach out to me for freedom coaching as well. I meet with people one-on-one and I would love to help you encounter God and grow in your faith. You can learn more about my courses and coaching by visiting jillmonaco.com. Again, thank you for listening to the podcast with Rachel today. You can find out more about her when you go to the website jillmonaco.com and visit the podcast page. And click on the show notes to find all the links we mentioned here today. Thanks again for tuning in today, my friends. And remember, love well. You are made for it.